The title of this video is Does Sex Before Marriage Affect the Relationship? You know the world will tell you that you gotta test drive it before you buy it. You gotta kick the tires and make sure everything is good. You gotta check under the hood. You gotta play house to see if it works. That's what the world says. But yeah. what if they're Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's check this video out. What percentage of girls have done what sex acts and what percentage of boys have done what sex acts? And it starts about age 14. And then it goes on from there up to people who are actually in their 80s. What percentage of people are still sexually active? And when you look at statistics like that, and it was a very well done study, you see that most people, whether they're married or not, are having sex. And some people who are married are having sex. They shouldn't be at him because it's with somebody else. I didn't know that 14-year-olds were that active. Yeah. Yuck. This yeah, is I mean, a sickness of the highest order. I think, I think Miami had the highest rate of STDs amongst uh, junior high school students. Wow. I, or I want to say high school students. I'm not sure. <sighs> That's heavy. <clears throat> but let's talk about people out there who are not married right now, who are thinking... Maybe, you know, if I'm going to marry somebody, wouldn't I need to see if we're compatible? What yeah. about that logic? Yeah, it's first of all, it's prevalent, right? I mean, I was hearing just the other day a couple of girls talking about talking about it and talking about how on the third date is kind of when you start having and all I on the third date. This is a sickness of the highest. Order. Bro, on the third date. <sighs> it's crazy. So you can meet somebody within a month time span. And be getting it on. Yeah. I that's mean, dark, bro. Sounds like hormones to me. Yeah, I mean, sure. But that's still dark. It is dark. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, for a lot of personal reasons. Because I know how destructive that can be for a future marriage, right? Whether you marry that person or not. Maybe even worse if you don't marry that person. The more partners you have, you're the sexologist. But it has to impact the sexual satisfaction you have in your marriage. Without a doubt. And that third date thing is actually pretty common. Several years ago, I'm talking about a long time ago now, there was a group of single women here in Nashville. Well, we are in Nashville, Tennessee. And these were all uh, dedicated church-going Christian young women who were saying that you slept with a guy on the third date. This is a sickness yeah. of the highest order. Darkness. Darkness. He said church women. Church women are saying the third date. That's wild. So what is the world doing then? If church women is on a third date? I wouldn't be surprised that if because there's a culture in church that doesn't speak about sex enough, mm. I wouldn't be surprised that maybe it is like more prevalent mm. in church. Ignorance. Know, ignorance. Not a healthy theology around pleasure and marriage. That's right. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> Not long after that, our friend Dudley out in Oklahoma, Dudley Chancey, Dr. Chancey, actually did a little survey with some single Christian women, and they said it's the third day when you finally sleep with another guy. And these were people who had been raised in churches that said that you should be celibate until you marry. Yeah, and so, nice. yes, it's highly prevalent. Now, mm -hmm. have we talked about before some of the downsides of what that means? I don't believe that we have. I don't think we've had this conversation before, at least 
recorded for other people to hear. <laughs> okay. okay, very good. Uh, because of the fact that I have studied sex for many, many years, I am a sexologist. And uh, when Kimberly was still in college. By, by the way, shout out to these guys. Marriage Helper. Okay, make sure I'm subscribed. You should be subscribed too. Yeah. A Christian sexologist? I need. I think we need more folks like this, Ray. In, in, in these sorts of spaces like that's that's great like we need more christian licensed therapists I'm about to we need more myself. sexologists like we need more people like this who can speak truth uh to a lot of this insanity that's happening she took one of my human sexuality classes at the university and one day when we were talking about certain parts of the female anatomy one of the uh, one of the other young women in the class looked at her and said is this like freaking you out to which kimberly replied at our home, this is dinner conversation. <laughs> so hmm. will it affect you? Now, think about it this way. If we start looking at the average number of sex partners, you can find where that is for men in America and around the world. You can find where that is for women. But mm -hmm. we're not looking at statistics here. We're looking at, okay, what is the effect? So, Kimberly, once I was on Woody and Jim, one of the most popular radio programs here in Nashville, Tennessee, rock and roll station. And, you know, for a couple of years, I'd go over there once a month, and I would take calls on that rock and roll station about relationships. Mm -hmm. And so this one time, a lady called in, and she said, I'm getting married Saturday. Congratulations. So, hold on. Let me just, let me just add this. So, when I was going into these red pill spaces and, and doing these debates and I've done I think two formal ones. One of the things that's really interesting is when you get into their narrative is like, you know, they, they call it the carousel, excuse my French. And that's like the idea that women are just going to be super promiscuous and then they're going to hit the wall stage and then they're going to want to settle down with a good church boy. And, uh, and it's really dark because it creates this paranoia, which I think a lot of the red pill does with this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's interesting is that according to the CDC, which is, may or may not be the best gauge of the average number of partners for men versus women. The average number of partners for men self-reported is six in America. The average number of partners for women is four. That seems like a stark contrast between what the CDC is saying and reporting or, self, or people are self-reporting to the CDC and what he's saying, which is the third date. I would be curious on what those numbers are. Now, what we do know, Ray, is we do know that folks that go into double digits with the number of bodies they have are like substantially way likely to get divorced, substantially way uh, less likely to be satisfied in a marriage. I also think, I also would like to know the difference between, uh, because I, I, you know, we, in some of these circles, people redefine what sex is. Whoops. So, you know, maybe he's talking about um, sexual activity mm -hmm. And maybe the CDC is separating sexual activity from sexual intercourse. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. maybe the CDC is talking about sexual intercourse, which you have groups of Christian people who really believe that practice that not practicing vaginal sex is not the same as practicing anal sex. Yeah. Yes. So because, because they haven't had vaginal sex, right? They are technically a virgin. Darkness. You know. Um, <laughs> now, now, hold on. Now, hold on. Hold on. There's people who believe hold that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I know there's people that believe that. But is there any man that you know mm -hmm. that will be like, you know, she technically wasn't penetrated by 20 guys, but she did. She did X, Y, and Z with 20 guys. And they would be cool with that. Well, Honestly, no, 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 I need to, I need no, an honest answer. They, no, no one's going to be like, it's no all gonna, good. Yeah, you no just, one's going to be cool with that. But at the same time, you can see how well it could be defended. Hey, you want to see something kind of crazy? Over 75% of the people that watch this channel are not subscribed. Please consider subscribing and turning your bell notification on 
so that you don't miss anything we have going here. We never we never had sex. If you really believe, if you believe in that narrative, right? You know, we can never we and they and not to get too physical, but people people will refer to the female's hymen. I still have my hymen intact. That, that, that's goofy. Super goofy. <laughs> right? Or or the idea that hey, like you know, hey, it's just oral. If oh, if any of y'all believe believe in this goofy stuff, repent in the name of Jesus. Repent, <laughs> and th- no, no, because this is the deal. You might think your hymen is intact, but you going around here and you doing X, Y, and Z to all the no, 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 no. You're not gonna get wifed up if, if the truth comes out. No one's gonna be like, yeah, she, yeah, you know, she, she only gave twenty five dudes. No. Yeah, I mean, look, man, that means that, and also that type of thinking is is basically more uh, into the outward appearance, right, mm-hmm. than the soul. So, yeah, your hymen's intact, but is your soul intact, you know? Yeah. Is, is, you know, uh, you're more concerned about, you know, this type of bloodshed than sure. the actual bloodshed on the cross, you know what I mean? No, like, uh, you know, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. That's a little too much. That's a little too close to Tim Ross right there. The, uh, the, the, I <laughs> mean, hey, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how'd your kids, how'd your wife? Explicit, explicit. Oh, explicit. man, this video is definitely, pretty. this video is definitely getting demonetized. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, man but said, that's, that's, you can about that bloodshed, but what about the bloodshed on the cross? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, that sounds crazy. But here's the thing, man, it's not pretty, no matter how you... How you, how you Bro, how, where I, is Zach when we need him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. Probably shouldn't have said that. But it's true. Yeah, man. All right, let's move on. That was a bar, though. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. That's a good point, Ray. Dang, thank you for breaking that down because that's dark. That really is dark. Yeah. She said, I'm a virgin. <sighs> Congratulations. And this was like a Wednesday. She said, so I think what I need to do is to go to a club night, pick up a guy, and have sex because when I get married on Saturday, if I'm still a virgin, that will be the only sex partner I've ever had. Oh, my and gosh. I, I need not to cheat myself like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to say, oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to be empathetic to that reasoning. Think about this. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't nah, care to be, be empathetic a, to I'm that reason. I'm going to be empathetic. Why? I'm not going to say that it's a good thing. So you can be empathetic why people do things, but you don't have to co-sign why they do things. Okay? So here's what I mean. I understand the logic. The logic. It's just bad logic. It, the logic the, the logic is not just bad logic. The logic comes from the idea that this is why people use the analogy. They reason within their minds and say, hey, if I don't know how to drive a car, you know what I mean? And that they're really more worried. They're really more worried about how the other person is going to receive them. But that's not love. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Can I, can I, can I push back? I, I don't, I don't think I, there's nothing to push back. That's satanic. Uh, that's <sighs> satanic. That is literally Satan deceiving someone. I and she's it, a virgin, I, and she wants to catch a body instead of saving herself for a husband. That is satanic, bro. I think that is demonic. I think it, it could be satanic, but I also think it's carnal. Right? It's all the above. So I think it's carnal. What what does the what does the carnal person say? Right, the carnal person tries to simplify right the manners of spirituality. 
right, from the manners of physicality. Yeah. Right? This is why Paul says when, when people think about sex, they say stomach for food and food for stomach. I but, get it. Right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's... I get it. I, I guess what I'm saying is I think, th- like, I could understand the reasoning for what the dude described, right? However... It's not healthy. However, I think there still needs to be a clear and objectionable condemnation of that because when we don't do that what we do is we then tolerate we tolerate things in the name of empathy we tolerate things that are self-destructive in the name of empathy which is dangerous uh, condemnation like condemnation from us from from no i'm saying i'm saying so remember he's talking about someone that's a christian right right he's talking about someone that, that 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 professes to be christian what i'm saying is if I understand why people sell drugs. Right. I understand why people smoke meth. Right. I could have right. an understanding for it while at the same time saying, that is awful. And hold on. So for me, here's my, my it's not a pushback, but here's a different way I look at it. Okay. Right? The way I look at it is, it's, not, it's just not laws and condemnation doesn't keep people from doing things. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's actually a greater awareness of their identity. And their love for God that changes people, God's love. You know what I'm saying? So for me, they need more. They need to learn more mm-hmm. about, they need some, these young women need older women to come around them mm-hmm. and and raise their value, raise their identity Amen. up, right? Amen. So for me, it's like, you know. I think it's and both. I don't. I don't think it's either or. I think some people need positive reinforcement, yeah. and other people need need shame and con- conviction. <laughs> and not all conviction is condemnation. Of course, there's certain conviction of that's course. that's he- that's healthy Convi- for you. Conviction is great. Yes. I, I'm just not. For, I'm just not into condemning. I'd rather just say, hey, this is what the Bible says, and this is how it's not healthy. I think right? there's a time and a place to condemn acts. First Corinthians five is an example of that. It's true. Yeah, it's first, true. first Corinthians five, it's rampant true. sexual immorality. It's true. I'm thinking Paul of, is condemning I'm thinking them. about somebody who's a teenager who goes to church. Well, he's yeah. talking about somebody that's engaged and about to be married. Right. I don't. Let, yeah. Again, Christians tend to marry young. Yeah, this is someone. I don't think this is a teenager. That's, you don't think that's this is somebody who's no, eighteen. I don't think so. I think this is someone. If I had to, if I had to guess, this is someone the in their early twenties. The statistics show that in America, mm-hmm. young. Evangelicals get married married at the youngest ages than sure. than people who are not. Sure, sure. No, I know that's true. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, I don't think this is an 18 year old fresh out of high school that he's describing. Let's see. Maybe he provides some more details. Know. Let's provide. Mm-hmm. What would you have said to her? I would have said, "Beautiful woman, please do not do this to yourself." I mean, at the end of it, it's why would you? Well, granted, I've heard you tell this story before, but why would you take that beautiful experience that will just be between you and your husband at this point mm-hmm. and bring in another person to mm. make it hazy? Yeah, You're going to be comparing your spouse at that point to this person, thinking about, well, now that I've had two experiences, what would it be like if it was someone else? You just add too much into your mind mm-hmm. to wander with when mm-hmm. you bring more than one sexual partner mm-hmm. in your life. And that's basically what I said to her. If you wait till Saturday, he's going to be the best lover you've ever had. Come on. That's but right. Just suppose that you pick up some guy tonight and he's particularly skilled at it. Then you'll start comparing your husband and it's going to turn out bad. Hey, this is a segment from our daily after party stream. Consider partnering with us online for as little as $5 a month to get access to these daily after party streams completely unedited. You'll also get access to our podcast as they are streamed live into the community before anyone else gets to see them, get to interact with our guests, get access to our private Discord server, and a discount code for our store for as little as $5 a month. Ultimately, that will help towards helping us continue contextualizing the gospel using media, 
and podcast here on YouTube. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.